Welcome back. It is the big show here, Bullfrog Spas, and uh, we hope everybody's having a terrific Friday. We've had a great show today. Bowler was in uh, for the first couple of hours, and we may get him back in a bit, but uh, we've had a lot of fun. Austin back in the studio running the thing. And why don't we go right out to the zone phone and talk with uh, somebody who knows a little bit about BYU football. Got a big game coming up on Thursday night. Tanner Mangum on the phone. Tanner, how the heck are you, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Gord. Well, uh, I, I got to say this. Uh, Tanner is not only an expert on BYU football, but he's also uh, decided uh, one day to, to uh, propose to my daughter and uh, became my son-in-law. So, Tanner, uh, I just wanted to punt that out there in front of everybody so they know what the relationship is. Hey, totally fair. Totally fine with me. So, Tanner, uh, as you reflect upon your experience in the BYU-Utah game, being around it, seeing what happens in it, what what, uh, reflections do you have? Well, I think first and foremost, and I think this is pretty well known, especially among the the fan bases, is that every game has, in, in the last, 10 years or so has been extremely close. Um, obviously, BYU has been on the losing end the last eight years in a row now. But even with those losses, every game has been within one score. And so regardless of the rankings, regardless of what team is, is projected to win or who's the favorite or who's the underdog, the games always end up being closely matched. And so I don't see this year being any different, despite – Utah being obviously a clear favorite, and, and, and understandably so, with the returning returning starters that they bring back. Um, even that, even with the rankings, I still see it being a, a close, a closely fought game. And uh, th- but that, for me, as, as a former player, being a player, that that it amps you up because you know during during the week you, you have to be in your A game, you have to be prepared because you know it's going to be a fight. So to what do you attribute that? Uh, is it the emotion? Because a lot of people think that Utah has more talent than BYU as being a part of the Pac-12, that uh, they have more better players. So how is it that BYU has not been able to win, but they've been able to make these games oh so close? Is that is that determination? Is it emotion? Is it focus? What is it? That's a good question. It's, it's, I think it's a combination of a lot of things, but it is interesting that – it's it's this rivalry with teams, you know, 45 minutes apart. Uh, they have a lot of similar um, close ties with coaches who have played at both schools. There's a lot of relationships with players on both teams that are friends with each other, that grew up with each other. It's almost like, you know, we're, we're living in each other's backyard, and it's like we're just playing backyard football with, you know, two brothers, and it, it always ends up being uh, a, a closely fought match. And I think there's, I think this, the two teams, BYU and Utah, I think they match up well together. Um, despite maybe on paper Utah having uh, more talent, I guess if you look at uh, you know, the, the caliber of players, they match up well. Utah obviously has a very perennial, uh, perennial, perennially stout defense, uh, very very tough defensively. Um, offense can be a little bit inconsistent at times. But then I think it goes it goes the same way with BYU. I think 
had some good defenses but then a little bit inconsistent in, in, in the offensive game. And so I, I just think the two teams, the two staffs and personnel, I just think there's a, it's a close matchup which provides for those close, close games. Is it different? What's it feel like in the locker room before these games? Is there a different feeling or is it uh, another game? How do the players go about their business leading up to it? Uh, it's, it's definitely, uh, there's definitely more to it. Then it's it's a lot different than any normal game, and I think if you don't see it that way, uh, you're maybe in denial a little bit. But I think just with with the the nature of the rivalry, it's it's intense, it's heated. Uh, I think oftentimes it can get a little bit more blown out of proportion amongst fan bases as opposed to the players themselves. But regardless, it's still an intense game, and, and you you want to win. Um, it's there's a lot of passion that goes into it. Because, you know, especially in recent years, with, with Utah dominating, uh, you know, at BYU, you know, BYU, BYU wants to win. They want to break the streak. They're tired of being on the losing end. And so there's a lot of uh, enthusiasm, passion, energy, work that goes in. And I think especially this year with the, with the Utah game being the first game of the year, it's been on BYU's minds the entire season, the entire offseason. Uh, since since last season ended, it's been the primary focus is getting ready for Utah, and so I think, and I'm sure it's the same way with with Utah's team, and so I think both sides are going to be well prepared and uh, ready to go for for another a good another good battle. Tanner Rangham joins us here on the big show. Tanner, yeah, they've made BYU players have made no secret of what you just said. It seems like it has been on their minds, and they're not afraid to talk about it. I think that there's a there's a component of honesty to that that I think is welcome, and it seems as though they are really using this. They they were you guys were up twenty seven seven late in the third quarter last year, and that got away from you, and Utah won again. Uh, it, it seems as though some BYU folks believe that that one got away, and uh, it it just you guys just didn't close it. Yeah, that that was a very tough loss to take. Uh, you know, anytime you're up by 20 points in the second half and you lose a game is is devastating. And and to have it happen in a rivalry game against Utah was was heartbreaking. Uh, There wasn't a soul on our team who who wasn't feeling really disheartened and just flat out disappointed after that game. Uh, But I think it's going to serve as a as a lot of fuel for this upcoming matchup, I think that that tough loss was was left a really bitter taste in the team's mouth. And so the, all season long, they've been looking to uh, to improve, to learn from those mistakes that were made in the second half, to uh, to to get better in in um, you know in finishing games out. And I think it's going to serve as a as a powerful motivator for for BYU side at least to uh, to avenge that that uh, that tough loss. Do the players ever think about the streak? It's been eight straight now, or is that something that uh, they uh, they put out of their minds when game time comes around, or is it something that f- is inside some folks' minds? Uh, I, I think to a certain degree, it's it's on our minds, it's on the team's mind because it's it, it, like I've mentioned before, we're we're tired of losing. BYU's tired of losing. Now. BYU wants to be able to come out on top, and so. You know, we might not worry about the exact number of, of the streak, but at the end of the day, BYU is looking to to you know flip flip it again and, and get on back get back in the win column. And but you know at the same time, 
you can't get too caught up in it because if you let it if you let it be take you, take it outside of your game, if you let it really affect your preparation mentally, it can throw you off. So you, as, as intense as the rivalry game is, and seriously as 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 the both as both teams take it and they recognize it, it kind of it can become more than just a regular game. At the end of the day, when it comes to your preparation and your gameplay, you still have to treat it one play at a time. You still have to just do your job, know your assignment, and and uh, and, and not play outside of yourself and not do anything differently that you wouldn't do normally. And so I think that's going to be a test this year is to see how teams how the teams handle that with all the emotion, with all the hype and all the noise that's going to be going on in, in, in Lavelle Stadium next week, it's going to come down to which team can execute the best. And despite the, uh, the energy and the noise, you've got to be able to focus and, uh, and execute and do your job. And whoever does that the best and manages the hype, I think will come out on top. Okay, so a couple of attendant questions with what you just talked about. One is, what is it like to play in front of 60-some thousand fans? I mean, what, it, 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 for a lot of these guys, they're young what is that like, Tanner? Because many of our listeners don't can't relate to that. Yeah, it's 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 a feeling that's hard to describe. Uh, it's it's exhilarating, and I think a lot of people don't understand what it is like to to, to hear the roar, um, to hear the uh, the disappointment, the excitement, uh, you know, for the, for the the cheers and the touchdowns, and also the, the disappointment when when things don't go your way. It's it's, it's a weird stadium, a weird uh, feeling. To, to experience, but it, but for me it was just uh, inspiring. It was exhilarating. It's, it's something that you, as a kid, you dream about being able to play in front of, you know, just massive amounts of fans, and it's, it's it's exciting. It's an experience unlike any other. But it also can, for some, it can it can create uh, feelings of uh, of anxiety. It can it can create uh, stressful situations. But I think the successful players are the ones that can manage that, that can that enjoy that feeling of being in the spotlight, that don't worry about the fans in the stands, but they just focus on their game and they, they focus on their individual jobs. And I think uh, most experienced players, and, and which, which I think BYU and, and both Utah have a lot of experienced players who have played in big games, have played in big stadiums, uh, I think they'll be able to under, understand and, and be able to to take that and not let it affect their game. Uh, that, that's what that's one thing that senior leadership can help with is just being able to uh, inspire and exude a calming presence amongst the teams, uh, being able to calm players down and, and just get them focused and then uh, get get them ready to do their jobs. But that being said, it, it's still an exhilarating feeling and experience playing in front of a, an excited stadium like that. Tanner, when we talk about these things uh, privately, you've always been up front with uh, your answers and, and honest. So let me ask you this, and you know some of the guys along that offensive line, obviously, uh, from your past experience with them. Can that offensive front handle Utah's defense uh, the defensive line? Well, obviously Utah, it seems like it's, it's weird. I feel like every year their defensive line – reloads and gets better and then every year it's a topic of conversation both amongst analysts and commentators as well as the the teams and staff themselves you know in game preparation we we have to think about how you know how we're going to attack the front you know how we're going to utilize the run game uh what protections we need to worry about 
And so it's 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 a uh, it's something that goes into the game plan, and they have they have some obviously very talented players. Uh, but I but I do have confidence in BYU's line. I think the there's a lot of returning starters that have experience now that have, that played. They got a lot of valuable game experience last year. They're bigger. They're stronger. Uh, I think the coaching staff is 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 also in, in improved as far as as each year goes on. The coaches get better as well. They they gain experience. They gain wisdom uh, from their from their experiences, uh, both good and bad. And so I think uh, I think it'll be. Uh, something to watch for sure. Uh, definitely, as the game goes on, it'll be interesting, interesting to see which side, which front uh, starts to wear down, or or or, or if one front uh, starts to gain momentum as the game goes on. That'll be something to keep your eye on as the game progresses. Last question for you, Tanner. What did you see in Zach Wilson early on, and how do you think he'll develop as a quarterback? And what kind of performance do you expect out of him Thursday night? Well, I think everyone sees it. He he has a swagger about him. He's he's very confident. He's a competitor. He's he's um, very confident in his abilities, and he and he thrives in in the spotlight. Um, he he makes big plays because he's very athletic, but he's also a, a really really talented thrower of the ball. And so it, you know it wasn't surprising to see him have the success that he did last season, just because he not only is he talented, but he also works hard. And so that combination alone will, will set you up for success. And I know that he's been putting in a lot of work this offseason. Obviously, there was talk of, of how he would handle his, his recovery with his, with his shoulder. But uh, I'm not worried about that at all. I, I think he is in a good position. He, um, he as well as the, the, the weapons around him, are that much more confident this year in, in their abilities and much more comfortable with the offense. Uh, I think going into year two, they're going to take some big strides as an offense. And so I think he's going to have a great year, and I think it's it's going to be uh, a, good, a good start for the season for him. And, and he's he's the type of uh, player that, that thrives and succeeds in, in these types of situations. And so I'm, I'm excited to see what he does on the field out there on Thursday. Okay, so Tanner, we're going to have you on all season long as a football analyst. We appreciate you doing that, and we'll look forward to your analysis moving forward. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Okay, see you later on. Thanks, Tanner. Appreciate it. Tanner Mangum, former BYU quarterback. Uh, I, I think he's, Austin, he's going to have some insights that he can pass along some of this stuff that, that maybe sometimes some analysts don't really think about. I think the fact that he can speak from firsthand experience about what it's like to be in the middle of this rivalry, to be playing in front of that many fans with the national with the national TV, the cameras on them, and all that stuff, I find that part of the game fascinating, and I think he'll be able to to add insight in that regard. Yeah, Gordon, uh, about his junior year, I started thinking, boy, whenever his playing career ends. I want him on the Big Show Weekly because he's just a smart. He he speaks well. He speaks plainly, yet he knows the intricacies and makes it simple for the listener. And someone like me who didn't play football at a high high level, I need it simple, but still not talking to me like I'm dumb. I like the way Tanner breaks down the game. Yeah, his career didn't pan out like a lot of people expected it to, but he's still really good at analyzing the game. And I'm excited to have him on. He'll be on every Monday at four o'clock throughout the season. All right, we'll be right back on a big show.